Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Growl Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to House and Growls, please follow the link in the show notes or head to houseandgrowls.substack.com. You can grab a free trial to check out all the stuff over there or grab a monthly subscription, which is only $2.50 per month at the moment. And you can check out the player ratings and the deep dives and the straight sets, which is kind of X's and O's breakdowns and all the fun stuff going on over at the moment over at Howls and Growls. But we are here talking about Minnesota's loss to the Charlotte Hornets. And it kind of feels like the old definition of insanity with this team. They keep doing the same things against these teams that they should beat. And they keep finding themselves stuck with the same rancid results. It's just been the story of the season so far, and this was just another chapter of that story. I'm coming to you a bit later than usual due to some weekend commitments, so you've probably all watched the game and somewhat digested it. It finished 121 to 113, and it all just felt like the same sort of thing, didn't it? Like, the Wolves' defense, which has been generally pretty good this season fell down that same well it has very often against bad offenses so far this season. It was a layup line at the rim and then far too many open looks from deep and really that's just a recipe for disaster no matter who the opponent is. I think there's no getting around the fact that if the Wolves play any semblance of effective defense then they win that game. But if you give up 70 points in the first half and over 120 points for the game, then you usually lose games no matter who they are against. But, at least to my eyes, another one of the big issues in this game, and really an issue since D'Angelo Russell was traded, is that the Wolves are heaping an enormous amount of weight onto Anthony Edwards' shoulders offensively. And even more than that, they've lost the shooting punch that D'Lo brought to this team alongside Edwards. So, with that in mind... This episode's number is 33.3, as in the 33.3% that the Timberwolves shot from deep in this game. That's 11 of 33, and it's a hard number to overcome in today's NBA. Let's break it down a little bit further after a quick break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the Wolves didn't hit enough threes. And since the Conley trade, they haven't hit enough threes consistently. Now, I'm on record saying the Conley trade was a good one, and I still think it was. But it was a move that was made with Carl Anthony Towns' role on this team in mind. Just as much as it was about Rudy Gobert and the lobs that Conley throws to him and the way that he can spring him open. And just as much as it was about being a leader next to Anthony Edwards as well. When Towns is back you get to replace a big chunk of D'Lo's missing shooting, along with the obvious other boosts that Towns gives this team offensively. But Towns is clearly not there right now, and the shooting and offense as a whole kind of feels like it's in a weird limbo state. From the start of the new year, when Minnesota kind of got their act together and climbed from five games below 500 to one or two games over 500, Up until the point that Russell got traded, the Wolves became one of the league's best shooting teams. It feels weird to say that after they started the season so crazy bad from long range, but it's true. In that 21-game stretch from January 1st to February 8th when the trade went down, the Wolves ranked 7th in the league in 3-point attempts per game at 356 and they ranked 6th in the league in 3-point percentage per game at 38.3%. The only other teams in that top 10 for both those numbers in that stretch was the Warriors, the Bucks, and the Kings. Minnesota have been a pretty spotty offense still in that time, but they have been able to grab big wins and stay somewhat afloat offensively because they can shoot a lot and they can shoot efficiently. But in the time since Conley arrived in Minnesota... They rank 17th in three-point attempts at 32 a night and 19th in three-point percentage at 33.6%. Obviously, a four-game sample size isn't something we can take as a genuine trend just yet, but it's beginning to be a worrying page in that season-long story. Again, you take that 21-game sample between the start of the year and the trade deadline, and Minnesota scored 159 points per 100 possessions and ranked 13th in the league in that category over that time. But it's the same story. In the 17 days since the trade, they have scored 110.3 points per 100 possessions and ranked 27th, uh, 22nd in that number. Sorry. Again, I think the Conley trade was a good one. I think trying to unlock the investment in Gobert was necessary I think Ant would only be better for having to do more things and grow through tougher challenges. And I think Towns is going to be really, really good alongside Conley when or if he comes back. But right now, it's ugly. And it's ugly because Conley's game is built pretty specifically to be a plug-and-play role player and not a volume shooter like D'Lo was. We know how important shooting is and how much it can hurt a team to lose a big old slice of that shooting pie. And right now, Minnesota are feeling the effects of that loss. 
on the season, Delo's shooting 6.8 threes a night, and he's making 39% of them. And Conley is shooting five a night, which is not a huge difference, but his conversion rate is 35.6%. That's a big difference. You throw in Torian Prince missing some games due to injury and personal reasons right now. You throw in Kyle Anderson, who's seeming to get less and less confident in his shooting by the night. You throw in Jalen Noel and Nas Reed struggling both from deep. And then you have Ant, who's at 30% from three in his last 10 games. And all of a sudden, you have a kind of bubbling problem under the surface. Now, some of these issues are resolvable. Ant will find his mojo again. He always does. Prince will be back. Anderson's threes have always been house money for this team. I don't think we've ever been banking on Anderson to be a three-point shooter as a fan base, and they probably haven't been as an organization. And I guess Nas and Noel probably can't get worse than they are right now. I mean, maybe you even get some Nikhil Alexander-Walker three-point shooting, the same that he exhibited in that game against Charlotte, and really he has exhibited for the season as a whole. But none of those things can really compare to the consistency and the volume you're going to get from Cat. I know he had a poor start to the season from deep, but I mean, we know who Cat is. We got 41% on five attempts per game last season. The season prior, we saw 38.7% on 6.3 attempts. You add, some, you add something in that ballpark to Conley's shooting, and now you've replaced Delo's shooting while also getting all of the other good stuff that Conley and Cat provide. Until then, though, they're probably just going to have to trudge through this sludge a little. They're, they're just going to have to find a way to be better in other areas because then they don't have the three-point shooting right now. They don't have the shot creation. It's one of the reasons why Noel has been playing minutes because outside of Ant, they don't have any shot creation. And all of a sudden, you've got Ant playing 40 minutes a night, shooting 25 to 30 shots a night over a defense who is completely keyed in on him. Of course, that means Conley has to play better. He has to probably for now step up to be more of a second option on defense, uh, on offense. You need Gobert to play better. He has been playing better lately, but there's only so much that he can do offensively because he can't create his own shot. They need Noel to play better if he's going to play minutes. If not, they need to replace his minutes probably with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They need Austin Rivers to start to do some more if he's going to be on the court. They need Nas Reed to be more consistent because he is a guy who can create his own shot, even if it is a different in a different way to a guard or a wing like Edwards or Russell. But it's still not going to compare to what Cat can bring. And like I said, they're in this weird limbo state where they kind of made a move that would help them when they have a full roster, but they don't have a full roster. And the piece missing from that roster is Carl Anthony Towns, an all-NBA level player and an offensive, you know, mastermind, freak, genius, and a player who can give this team a lot of the things that they are missing right now. So they'll just have to sludge, they'll just have to trudge through that sludge, like I said. And their next chance to do that is against a mallowed version, a Steph Curryless version of the best shooting team of all time. So that will be a test to see how they can combat the three-point shooting or if they can have a hot night from deep and kind of allow those other areas of their game to flourish alongside some improved shooting. The Golden State Warriors, they're up nets. It will be a tough match. I'll be here to discuss that game. I hope you will be too.